Are feelings a valid test for truth? Next on Polygamy, what love is this? Almost every person that I come in contact with who have left either the Mormon church or a polygamy group are deeply confused about the importance of feelings in their search for truth. Now, the Mormon religion is often judged and then considered true based simply on the positive feelings of the person involved. They feel that it's true. And the same is with the doctrine. The the member feels it's true, so they don't investigate, and heaven forbid that they would ever question if a leader is teaching the truth. They feel that the leaders are inspired by the Spirit, and that's as far as they go in their search for truth or test for truth. But we can all be spiritually inspired by movies, television shows, someone else's story or their testimony, by books and magazines we read. They can inspire us. History and music and so many things in the world around us can be the source of inspiration for good or not so good. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Inspiration is not necessarily a positive word and certainly should not be used to verify or establish truth. Now, the definition of inspiration is this. Inspiration, the process of being mentally stimulated to do or feel something, especially to do something creative, or the quality of being inspired, especially when evident in something, and or a sudden brilliant creative or timely idea. So this not necessarily spiritual or God thing. Now, a person's or someone else's desires or feelings can produce inspiration, which in turn can prompt ideas in other people. And if they are religious ideas, it becomes very easy to believe that this inspiration came from God. Now, it was God who created us with feelings, but he wants us to be wise and use discernment when dealing with our feelings. The devil can and does manipulate our feelings, and since his mastery is deception, he causes people to believe wrong things about God, heaven, salvation, and so on, and successfully uses our feelings to manipulate us. He's not stupid. He knows how to make us feel something is true, when really it's a lie. He did that to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Jesus called him the father of lies, having no truth in him. We have some quotes. Yes, some few scriptures here from 1 John 4, 1. Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits. 1 Thessalonians 5, 21. Prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Acts 17, 11. They received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. And Isaiah 8, 20. To the law and to the testimony, If they do not speak according to this word, they have no light of dawn. So we're warned against believing something or someone without testing it, without investigating it first. Now, God knows that we need that warning, and he gave it many, many times in his word. This is just a few of the verses where he's warned us. And when the apostle Paul explained the true gospel in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, his message included the words, According to the scriptures. It never says according to your feelings. The scriptures are the measuring line for truth, not feelings. Now, if it's not according to the biblical scriptures, according to the gospel, the way Paul described it, 
If it's not according to the scriptures, it should be rejected, or you will most certainly be caught in the devil's lies. In uh, the question, is the Book of Mormon or Mormonism verifiable according to the scriptures? It has actually been tested by hundreds of people and failed the test. Even worse, it contradicts the Bible. Yet leaders of both LDS and polygamy groups teach that good feelings you experience when reading the Book of Mormon or listening to their prophets will verify that is true. We from, quote. Yeah, from Russell Ballard. That's how people will come to know whether or not the Book of Mormon is true. You will not get to know it by trying to prove it archaeologically or by DNA or by anything else in my judgment. Just pick it up and read it and pray about it, and you will come to know religious truth is always confirmed by what you feel, and that's the way Heavenly Father answers prayers. And that's the devil's lie. <laughs> oh boy. That method is neither logical nor is it reasonable, and it definitely is not biblical. Moroni 10.4 from the Book of Mormon tells the reader to pray about these things to see that they are true. We quote. <laughs> so much. So Moroni 10.4, And when ye shall receive these things, I would exhort you that you would ask God, the Eternal Father, in the name of Christ, if these things are not true, which is an interesting way to say it. And if you shall ask with a sincere heart, with real intent, Having faith in Christ, he will manifest the truth of it unto you by the power of the Holy Ghost. Now, I never noticed the wording of this until someone brought it to my attention. Yeah. And it's very important. The it wording is. is really important. The person is, is, is said to pray and ask if these things are not true. <laughs> and he will manifest the truth of it unto you. Already preconceived that it's true. Yeah. That's equivalent to Joseph Smith asking God to tell him it's okay to indulge in adulterous plural marriage because it feels okay. And that's exactly what Smith told his plural wives, by the way. When God said, thou shalt not commit adultery, his will on that topic has been revealed forever. We don't ever need to pray about it. It's a waste of time to pray to God to confirm a preconceived idea is true. The best way to confirm the Book of Mormon or polygamy or Mormonism is to read, study, understand what the Bible says about it. That is God's only way of showing us and confirming religious truth, despite what Ballard said. Feelings have absolutely nothing to do with it. And there's no revelation in all the world or throughout all time that will supersede Jesus' teachings or the teachings in the Bible. Now, no matter how good so-called continuing revelation tickles your ears or how good and logical it <clears> sounds, <throat> that doesn't make it true. No, and that we learned that from 2 Timothy 4, 3 and 4. For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. And sadly, that's a very good description of Mormonism, yeah, of is. the Mormon faith, whether it's polygamous or the LDS church, that describes it very yeah. well. Yeah. Itching ears describes those who depend on feelings rather than facts. Now, the King James Bible says it very clearly in this next verse. Yeah, from 1 Timothy 4.1, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, 
that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Wow. Now, the word seducing describes feelings, right? That's right. Seduction cannot happen without feelings being highly engaged. But God tells us instead to search the scriptures to see if these things are true. Acts 17, 11. And um, then we have one in Proverbs. There's yeah. a lot of good ones, and yeah. we had to pick okay. which ones to Yeah, choose. Proverbs 16, 25 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. And you know, so many people I talk to, oh, Mormonism seems so right, or polygamy seems so right, or Joseph Smith seems, it seems right to them, but yeah. it contradicts the Bible, and so the end of it leads to death. Yep, that's 65 that's years. That's the broad year, <laughs> uh, broad road to destruction that that's Jesus right. talked about. Relying on feelings that makes Mormonism seem right can be an eternal disaster. God repeatedly warns us against it. We have another warning here. Is that the, I'm sorry, Proverbs. from Proverbs 28, 26, uh -huh. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. He who trusts in himself is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom is kept safe. Now, wisdom <laughs> or, or trusting yourself is the difference between trusting in facts or trusting sure. in feelings. Sure. It's foolish to trust yourself, and that includes your own personal feelings. And, of course, Jeremiah 17, 9, which tells us the heart is deceitful, so don't trust your heart either. We have to trust what Bible says, what God has revealed to us. Now, on page 39 in the section, Preach the Gospel from the Mormon 2004 Handbook, which is used by Mormon missionaries, it says this. In answer to our prayers, the Holy Ghost will teach us through our feelings and thoughts, Heavenly Father will answer their prayers, typically through feelings of their hearts and thoughts in their minds. So what good is a book? <laughs> what good is the Bible? Yeah. What good is even the Book of Mormon? That's true. You don't need any of it if that's the way you learn something. And polygamous leaders teach the same things, by the way. You know, I, I, I've spoken to many in polygamy who attribute their loyalty and faith in their religion because it feels right. It just mm. feels true. But feelings are not the barometer for truth. Drug addicts will say it feels good <laughs> when we all know that drugs are not good. The same thing can be said about all our moral choices. Now, there's a couple of links we want to put here on the screen that are very good links for some uh, excellent insights if you want to pursue this. Um, and facts, uh, it talks about facts versus feelings right. in Mormonism, mrm.org slash feelings and mrm.org slash facts, feelings, faith, which is what you were talking about. Faith, yeah, uh, faith, yeah. facts come first, then, then faith after the facts, and yeah. then feelings that's come right. last that's in the, the Christian. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it should be. Yeah. Now, we have another website uh, on our screen, and it's a link to a letter that was written by Paul A. Douglas that he sent to current Mormon apostle Uchtdorf. Now, in this letter... Douglas expresses many legitimate concerns about the honesty of Mormon leaders, Mormon history, and the logic of many aspects of the Mormon faith. Douglas has a problem with feelings verifying truth in the Mormon concept, and he has some very good comments. This is part of the letter he wrote to Uchtdorf. As I say in my letter, it is possible for a person to sincerely pray and still end up being sincerely wrong. I do believe that the Lord answers prayers, but we must be cautious and cognizant of the fact 
that our good and warm feelings may also be a result of circumstances, previous experiences, physical and mental health. And that's true. You know, you it can is. wake up one morning, it's a beautiful day, and the birds are chirping, and you feel wonderful. Oh, you know, you got the world by the tail, and so on. You'll get up, and something can happen. A phone call, or something can happen that'll just completely change your mood, and your feelings yeah. go just hit the bottom. Yeah, feelings true. are not, <laughs> are not, uh, <laughs> they're not reliable. They're not. No. They're not reliable, and they don't no. accurately depict reality or facts. Now, Douglas laments that Mormonism would have us believe that truth is not about facts or doctrines, uh, but about feeling. And then he quotes accurately from Proverbs. Proverbs 18:15, the heart of the discerning acquires knowledge, the ears of the wise seek it out. And there it is, searching for facts. That's what the Bible tells us to do. Look for those facts. That's what's, what's what God calls wise and discerning people. Yeah. And Jesus says, he who has an ear, let him hear. He never said, he who has feelings, let him feel. <laughs> now, here's another point we're sharing that Douglas made in his letter. Yeah, Paul Douglas is just a very brilliant man. He is. I don't doubt you must have strong feelings about the church. However, I question whether these feelings are enough to suspend all application of intellect. People from all religions report having the same feelings that witness to them that their religion and beliefs are true. And that's true. Yeah. Most of the people in all the religions feel their religions are true. Yeah. Are, are the feelings of the truth of Mormonism more reliable than theirs? And if so, why? Yeah. You know, are Mormons or polygamous feelings uh, regarding their religion the only legitimate feelings? Exactly. And to work through this idea a little more, polygamists all feel that they're living more closely to true Mormonism than the LDS are. <laughs> the polygamists feel they must do as Joseph Smith commanded to live polygamy in order to go to celestial heaven. At the same time, and having the same Mormon prophet, Joseph Smith, the LDS feel they can live life without polygamy and go to celestial heaven. What do you do with that? They both equally feel their version of Mormonism is the right one. But opposing ideas cannot both be true at the same time, no matter how you feel about it. They can both be wrong, but can, they cannot both be right. And consider this. Many people have and do leave the LDS and join the polygamists. And polygamists leave and join the LDS church because they feel the other one is the true version of Joseph Smith's Mormonism. Despite their feelings, they can both be wrong, but they cannot both be true. A Mormon speaker said this. As Elder Bednar explained, the spirit of revelation typically functions as thoughts and feelings that come into our minds and hearts by the power of the Holy Ghost. President Packer similarly observed, perhaps the single greatest thing I learned from reading the Book of Mormon is that the voice of the spirit comes as a feeling rather than a sound. You will learn, as I have learned, to listen for that voice that is felt rather than heard. Find time to listen to your feelings. Oh, it's all about emotion. Mm -hmm. All emotional. Talking, and it's almost self, uh, self prophecy. You know, where you know you're going to have this feeling when you mm -hmm. come to the end of the Book of Mormon and pray mm -hmm. about it, or go to the temple or something. It's and and I find it interesting. Um, well, in just a minute, I'll, I'll bring up this point. Um, now, when as I read this one, I, I remembered 
and thought I would just bring up the the verse about doctrines of demons. Yeah. You know, how do you know what voice you're listening to? That's right. How do you know? These Mormon teachers are encouraging you to listen to a different voice than the voice of Jesus Christ. Feelings do not verify truth. Truth does not speak to us through our feelings. And remember, Jesus said, I am the truth. <laughs> so why would we rely on feelings instead of relying on Jesus? Good point. Absolutely. Feelings can follow our observing the facts, but they do not and cannot be our guide to truth. And this next quote makes us very uncomfortable. Yeah, is this from President Nelson, I think. I urge you to stretch beyond your current ability to receive personal revelation, President Nelson said. As we repeat and refine this practice, tell me, day after day, month after month, year after year, our prophet promised us that we can know the mysteries of God, that which brings eternal life. There is so much more that your Heavenly Father wants you to know. Ooh. First of all, the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is the mystery of God. All the mystery of God is hidden in Jesus. That's all you need to know. Just start studying Jesus. No one needs to look beyond him. Now, on that same website, Nelson said, record your feelings and follow through with actions you are prompted to take. Well, a <laughs> chilling event took place by two men who received personal revelation and followed through with their feelings, the Lafferty brothers. In 1984, brothers Don and Ron Lafferty slit the throats of their sister-in-law, Brenda, and her infant daughter because Brenda refused to become Ron's plural wife. They claimed they received personal revelation from God yeah. to blood atone Brenda and her baby, so they did. Now, slitting their throats, by the way, is the same ritual that was used in the Mormon temple rituals up until early 1990, which they were required to mimic. That's very true. <laughs> now, each leader from almost all of the polygamy groups claim that they received personal revelation to leave the LDS church and start their own polygamy group. And Nelson encourages individual members to seek more and more personal revelation, which he said can be recognized and confirmed by their feelings. That's exactly what Ron and Dan Lafferty did. And they testified that they felt God wanted them to kill Brenda and her baby, so they did. That's inspiration going the wrong way. I'll say. Depending upon feelings can be very dangerous. Someone once said, if a person receives a revelation, to be valid, it must agree with what the Bible's already revealed, in which case you don't need it. If it doesn't agree with the Bible, it's false, and you still don't need still it. still don't need it. <laughs> now, the Bible records examples of several people who had very strong feelings, but lived by faith, not by feelings. David, who became the king of Israel, wrote a huge portion of the Psalms, and he often found himself harboring negative or depressing feelings, we quote. Yeah, from Psalms 43, verse 5. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Notice, despite his feelings, yeah. uh, he walked by faith, not by sight, and certainly not by feelings. Jeremiah is another prophet. He wrote the book of Lamentations. And he was in deep distress 
over the destruction of the temple and of Jerusalem. And he felt really bad about it. You ought to read it. But anyway, this is what he said in Lamentations. Uh, Lamentations chapter 3, 19 through 23. I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So again, despite all the disaster around him, all the hard and sad feelings he was having, he was still walking by faith, yeah. not by feelings. It, his faith depended upon the facts of God's character and promises, not on his feelings. And as we read and study the Bible, we cannot rely on our feelings to establish or deny the truth of what we read. And we cannot discount, devalue, or change the Bible's message despite how we feel about it. God tells us this. And this is from 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show your, thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Yeah. That's easy. The go. word study means to make an effort, you know. Don't just listen to what somebody else said and believe what they said the Bible says. Right. Be earnest. Do diligent labor. Study it. Dig deeply. That's God's way of leading us into truth. There is no other way. And this is from Isaiah 118. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are as scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they will be like wool. Okay, now that's the promise of Scripture. That's right. And, and let us reason together. You're using your mind, not your feeling, right? Right. God says that. <laughs> think. <laughs> yeah, think this through. Study it. Elizabeth Elliot was the wife of a Christian missionary who was violently killed by the Alka Indians as they were bringing God's gospel of grace to them. She did not feel very good about her husband's violent death, but she said this. If you dwell on your feelings, on your own feelings about things, rather than dwelling on the faithfulness, the love, and the mercy of God, then you're likely to have a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. Our feelings are very fleeting and ephemeral, aren't they? We can't depend on them for five minutes at a time. But dwelling on the love, faithfulness, and mercy of God is always safe. And that's what we've been talking through these yeah, scriptures. With this. Right. So many times in the scriptures you'll see people, humans that were distressed, they had lives just like we do, right. and yet they did not fall victim to their feelings. No. And didn't follow feelings when they were, were uh, descri describing the truths of God. And then we finally have a quote. It's a long one, but it's a good one. It's by Rob Bowman, an awesome thinker and follower of biblical truth. He writes about his response to Greg Trimble, a Latter-day Saint who blogs on Mormon topics. And Bowman challenges his claim that our feelings authenticate the truth of the Book of Mormon. Trimble goes on to defend this test. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't trust your feelings. We are spiritual beings, and if we can't trust our feelings, then what do we have? Well then, when I read the Book of Mormon, I experience a roller coaster of feelings, amusement, some of the problems are funny, incredulity, I can't believe it said that, sadness, how tragic that Christian piety could be hijacked in this way, 
discussed how self-serving to write into a supposed ancient book a not-so-veiled prophecy about yourself and the like. No doubt Trimble and my other Mormon readers will dismiss my feelings as untrustworthy. Good, now at least we agree that I can't trust my feelings. But if my feelings as a spiritual being are untrustworthy, maybe yours are too. The difference is that I don't ask anyone to trust my feelings or to try to duplicate them. I only ask you to look at the evidence. By the way, I have those feelings as a committed believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. I passed the Mormon 10 test. I have read the Book of Mormon. I have prayed to know if it is true. I have faith in Christ and I am sincere. At least I think I'm sincere and I dare you to say otherwise. I will admit that my prayer might have been a little different from that of the Mormon and the hopeful Mormon convert. I didn't ask God to give me a nice warm feeling or some supernatural manifestation, nor did I ask him not to do those things. I asked God to give me the wisdom, the clarity of mind, and the openness to his truth to believe the truth about the Book of Mormon, whatever that truth might turn out to be. Do I think that the Book of Mormon is a fraud? Sorry, but the answer is yes, I do. <laughs> so so he, he prayed about it. He, he did. He, and a lot of and people he, have prayed about it and, and have come up right with the, <laughs> They haven't come up with the answer that the Mormon comes up with. Yeah. So again, whose feelings are valid and whose aren't? Who's, who's well, we can't trust feelings. Yeah. They are not the barometer for truth. Facts such as DNA, failed prophecy, failed archaeology, historical information, and biblical scripture all conclude the Book of Mormon is a fraud, not feelings. And in the word of Aldous Huxley, he said, like facts do not cease to exist because they are ignored. <laughs> and we end by saying facts are, or truth are not superseded by feelings. Trust God, not your feelings. That was a hard thing for me to give up, actually. I mean, you, we rely in the LDS church so much on praying and getting answers by feelings, and you're just not, uh, our knowledge of facts is so narrow and thin that we don't always, uh, we aren't coming from a basis of knowledge. Right, or a basis of truth by yeah. any means. Well, the knowledge that, it, you know, that something mm -hmm. is true or what is true, you kind of ignore that and just go on feelings and you just trust that. that that's and, the, and then they have these spiritual experiences which are all feelings based and you know. because of that then oh it must be true how why would I have this if it wasn't true yeah. but it's not all from God. No and, and part of it was just not thinking broadly <laughs> I mean we always talk about doing work for the dead but when you actually say I'm doing we're, I'm being a savior for dead people. Yeah. It doesn't sound quite the same. Uh-uh. You know, I don't know why Good point. That's a Good point. But, That's true. Yeah. That's true. Anyway. Okay. Well, thank you, Earl. I know that there's a lot to be said about this, and I hope we just touched the surface at, of uh, trusting feelings and, yeah. and not trusting feelings Get away trusting from God. That. You know, someone uh, said that truth will conform to reality, it will fit the facts, and truth does not oppose or contradict other things that are also true. We cannot believe in the God, the Jesus, the gospel of the Bible, and still have our faith centered in Mormonism.
because Mormonism contradicts biblical truths. Polygamy contradicts God's revealed original design for marriage. The truth of eternal life is revealed in the Bible, yet polygamists as well as the LDS believe a different gospel will get us there. They believe it in part because they feel it is true. They've had spiritual experiences that validate Mormonism is true, but spiritual experiences can and do come from spirits that are not of God. The warning that the devil appears as an angel of light should put us all on alert. We hope that you will study God's word to show yourself approved by God so you won't be disappointed on Judgment Day. Thank you for watching. This has been the audio podcast of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. Polygamy, What Love Is This? is produced by A Shield and Refuge Ministry. More information on this program, including the video version of it, can be found at whatloveisthis.tv. If you have any questions or need help getting free from Mormon fundamentalism, write us at contact at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 1-800-877-425-9993.